Hello, and welcome to the VK Podcast. I'm Ryan Alford, your co-host, my friend, my partner, my co-host, Chris Hansen, down in the VK Lounge in Miami, <laughs> a little under the weather. And But we're excited today because we get to talk about one of our favorite topics and just an all-around badass. Tiffany Hurd, who's a microdosing guide and plant medicine facilitator, used to be a Fortune 500 executive, as we're about <laughs> to learn all about. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, excited to be here. Appreciate you guys having me. Hey, we're excited. We're all we're trying to make alternative wellness, not the alternative. <laughs> trying to remove the alternative word from what should just be wellness. And I think for everything I've read and watched and seen in your uh, Instagram feed, you're right there in that boat, it seems like. Yeah, I would have to agree. It's the way I approach my life and one that I try to teach as many people as possible. Yeah. Yep. We're talking today about, it's a bit of a big topic. Chris, I'll admit, turned me on to it. And it's one that we've broached a lot. It's, it seems to be... It's interesting, the more people Chris and I talk to or I run into or like it's becoming way more than alternative, the microdosing lifestyle and things that are coming out at the benefits. I know, you know, I've had a guy, I even had a guy on the Radcast that all has turned his whole life around from medicine, being on lab based medicines and prescription drugs and smoking every day. To becoming like a health nut and everything else, like the benefits are out there and you're hearing all about them. But Tiffany, I'd love to just, maybe we just start with your background. It's fascinating how you've come from this executive Fortune 500 world, but now into plant-based medicine and facilitation. So let's just give everyone a little bit of your background. Yeah. So having a background in that specific industry is was challenging for me and a lot of people love the industry and can succeed in it and stay in it and climb the ladder and everything and I did that for many years and there were times where I loved it but ultimately it was really just eating at me and I knew I wasn't fulfilled in that industry but I didn't really know another option and so even rewind a little bit beyond that you combine that with a really challenging childhood upbringing. A lot of trauma happened in my life. And a lot of those deeply rooted patterns get carried into your everyday life as you progress. And those tend to show in some of the most active, prominent areas in your life, relationships and your career, everything along those lines. So everything came in at once of, okay, yes, I was in therapy. I was starting to go into the personal development space. Things were getting better. I was enjoying learning about myself and growing and elevating. And I just kept hitting a plateau of knowing, okay, I know I can access deeper parts, but I'm feeling stuck with where therapy has gotten me. At the same time, I also was on antidepressant medications. I was on Lexapro. I was on Adderall. So it's all happening at once. And as I started researching about the plant medicine world, people close to me started just mentioning it. I didn't know a whole lot about it. This was about seven years ago, and there was nearly not as much research as there is today, especially on microdosing. And so I just started learning about the benefits of microdosing and the little that was out there. And I said, you know what, I'm going to try this on with the approach of really wanting to get off my medication. I feel like that's contributing to so much of the stress, the anxiety, the depression symptoms, 
everything along those lines. And I ended up microdosing and within a three month period, I was fully wiped clean of of the medication, never looked back. And so that's really an approach that I support people with now, but ultimately that opened up a lot for me. And it's not just that approach. It's also, okay, yes, this, 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 there's this new access essentially, but how do you really install the, these new ways of living, being, thinking, feeling? And that's really where a lot of just like the modalities came in, the lifestyle habits changes that really anchored into just living a more fulfilled life, essentially. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations, yeah. by the way. We got a question <laughs> for you, Tiffany, because sure. since I'm, I come from the medical world as well. So you were in the medical device world. Yeah. You're working hard, probably making good money, but you're not happy ultimately, right? You're on antidepressants, you're on Adderall, which I know a lot of people in that world that are drinking a ton, taking Adderall a ton because the the demand for the job is high. Mm -hmm. Coming from that place, did you have a stigma around plant medicines or microdosing coming from westernized medicine, right? Like you're in these offices, you're in the OR, You're fully in modern medicine. When you had people start talking to you about this, was it taboo to you or were you already, did you have experience in the past talking about it or was it completely a foreign concept to you? Yeah, that's a really good question. So it wasn't foreign to me. I actually, like most of us, I was recreationally microdosing here and there or working. I would be out drinking sometimes and would have mushrooms and there was no intentionality behind it at all, but I did enjoy the way that I, that I felt, but there wasn't that connection to the medicine in a way that I have with it now. Mm. So I definitely had a lot more openness to it, although I was deeply in that industry. That is the complete opposite narrative of exactly what you just asked. So luckily, no, I didn't have that approach, but it is one that I see often and hear often from a ton of people. Mm-hmm. Did I- to that end, do you feel like even if you were exposed to it, you were doing it, I guess it was more recreational than maybe intentional and purposeful is it, it's just confounding to me, like how these plant-based solutions get the stigma that they have. And I, I think it's part of probably like the hippie culture that, that has something to do with that between with, with marijuana and psychedelic mushrooms. And maybe we've been our worst, our own worst enemies in that regard, in the ways that these things have been brought to mainstream America. But it just feels like there's this stigma that, that has a hard time falling to the side. Are you, did you feel that as you made the transition? Do you still feel that today? You feel like talking to people like friends, colleagues that, do you feel that stigma? Do you feel like it's, it's lessening? I feel it. Absolutely. I think we all feel it in, in a lot of different ways. And I also feel the progress that it's made at the same time. And that really comes from informing, educating all the incredible data and research that's out today with really credible institutions, credible companies. And so I think that helps soften the stigma that our society tends to carry with it. That alone is huge. And then also I see a whole other side of of people's personal experiences that they begin sharing with loved ones who have been in the approach of judgment or just 
not to their own fault, but just lack of education or lack of openness of understanding. And so it is something that I feel, but it, again, it didn't really jeopardize or influence my decision with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is maybe we even back up for a second. I think a lot of people that listen to our show are maybe not on the cutting edge of every single alternative wellness thing. Maybe let's just talk with from your side when you're now practicing it. What does it mean to be a microdosing guide and what is that journey and practice? Maybe let's just get real clinical with the actual process of what it is and what it means. Yeah. So would it serve your audience to, to inform them on what microdosing is? With- yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. we just it- pretend that. Yeah, exactly. Start from the get. Okay. Make it simple. Yeah. 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 Cause I feel like that will help segue into what it means to really guide people and support people. So I think just a quick little few minutes feel of microdosing. So microdosing really publicly came on the scene about 12 years ago through a researcher named James or Jim Fadiman. Um, he wrote a book called the psychedelic explorers guide where he had a chapter specifically on microdosing and all the research that he had been collecting on his patients who were microdosing for many years. A few years later, he went on the Tim Ferriss podcast, which we're all pretty much familiar with. That was in 2015. And that's where microdosing really started to blow up and go mainstream. I would say before this point, people really only knew about working with like high doses of psychedelics. And so Now there's this new awareness of, wow, what is microdosing? How is this so effective for people? And so specifically microdosing is a subperceptual level of psychedelics. And so obviously in this case, I'm referring to psilocybin mushrooms. And and what that really means is the dose, the dose level is so low that it's not going to create any hallucinations. There shouldn't be any change in your vision or what you're hearing. I would say some people can feel the sensation, such as an increase in like energy or focus or creativity that the mushrooms can offer you. But really the main goal with microdosing is that it's not intended to be a one-time, one-day experience, but really for microdosing to work for you is really recommended to work within like two to three times a week with the set protocol for about 30 days minimum, I would say up to 60 days with, like you mentioned, clear intention, clear purpose behind it, and really maintaining a certain dosage amount that feels good and supportive for you. Yeah, I would say with all that, it's almost like microdosing is utilized as a skill that can be really honed and refined. And it's utilized as a tool, as a modality that can support with business, wellness, personal development, transformation, growth. You really can hone in on some really broad areas, which is amazing. Talk about... And I know, and we put this uh, footnote in all our stuff. We're not, none of us are doctors and we're not making any specific medical advice to anyone, but obviously you've experienced and have experiences. And I know Chris does as well with, you mentioned some of the pharmaceutical drugs that you were on and taking, and then completely came off of and things like that. What is the, I always wonder, obviously the plant medicine or whatever you want to call it, the the ingredients from the mushrooms is having some amount of chemical or reactionary in the body that's assisting in coming off that versus just the mental clarity or discovery that allows you both the, the middle. But what is it? Is it the combination of the two that I just described or is it something that just happens or that it helps with alleviating 
withdrawals or things like that with people getting off of things they want to? Yes, I would say it's, it's both. So that's really where like your mindset, your perspective, your environment, even though it's a low dose psychedelic that you're working with, going into the experience, really preparing effectively really sets you up to, to have a roadmap, to have a plan, obviously with anything that you want to have a successful experience with that typically, typically requires like intention and purpose. And I wouldn't necessarily say like strategy, but just this grounded, clear approach that sets you up for success. That's huge. And then also I would say the actual science that's happening in your brain and the chemistry of your body that makes this all possible to really effectively see the changes. And so I would say like with, you want me to go into like the science a little bit? Yeah. That could be yeah. Let's do it, baby. I want, I want all that stuff. Let's get sciencey <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah. We're not doctors, but we could talk about some things in the brain. Yes. So yeah, I would say when you're microdosing, we all have what's referenced as the 5-HT2A receptor. This is a serotonin receptor that we all carry in the brain and in the gut. And so when you're consistently microdosing, what's happening is it's actually lowering inflammation in your body, lowering inflammation, excuse me, in your brain. And when you're lowering chronic inflammation, the body's natural physiological response to heal itself, whether that be to learn better, to learn more effectively, adapt better, quicker, feel more open, feel more safe in your own body's experience actually begins to soften and open up. And so what's actually happening in the brain with all of this is the left and the right, the two hemispheres, which are typically pretty distant from one another, are all of a sudden connecting and communicating more effectively. And so if you think about that process, for a lot of people that are type A people, motivated, successful, driven, entrepreneurs, what have you, in the wellness, in the health space, we're all in this mindset of we got to get this done, we got to go now, we're inspired And when you start to work with microdosing, it starts to contribute to that already existing aspect and and opening more up of the creative side. And so all of a sudden, that's where the motivation, the flow states, the new creative expressions start to come more accessible. I would also say with that on the neurobiological level, it's easy for us to adapt to stress. It's easy for us to respond differently because of what's being created with neuroplasticity in the brain. Neuroplasticity is essentially when our brain is more malleable, it's more plastic, which that just essentially means that we're able to grow and develop more effectively in a more accelerated pathway. And that's where you start to see people experiencing a lot of healing, shifting a lot of habits that can start to fall under anxiety, depression, where you're stuck in that same thought loop pattern. And all of a sudden, these people are viewing things in a whole new way. That's very healing and, and effective for people. Yeah, I'll pause there. <laughs> I love that. I was, thinking, I was thinking, okay, I'm pretty hard headed. I need some neuroplasticity in my life. Yeah, where's the plastic? <laughs> yeah, bro. Be a little bit more flexible. I feel you on that. <laughs> Stubborn <Yeah>. as hell. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. where's the new pathways? Because I'm stuck in this one. That's in my stuck in my ways. <laughs> I couldn't go any further in the episode today without talking about our favorite sponsor, Caldera Labs. This is premium in skincare. And look, I need all the secret weapons I can get. I'm 46 this year, and these fine lines are starting to show. But the only thing keeping me fine is Caldera Labs. Skincare, got face lotion, 
and this body bar, let me tell you, it lathers up perfect. But in all seriousness, you have to rub in all the lotions and then you use this stuff called the good. The serum, this might be the serum of the gods, I'm telling you, like this stuff is awesome. It may, I never thought you could have the glow in the morning. I was like, everybody talks about that. I watched the, the women's commercials, they talk about this, the glow they get. And I'm like, mm, that doesn't happen. But no, it does happen with Caldera Labs. All natural ingredients, perfect for the skin, and it makes you look younger. I mean, I feel at least five years younger. I mean, we're making no claims here, but I'm telling you, this is the best skincare I've ever used. I only promote what I support and what actually works. And if you use Rad Ryan, you'll get 20% off. If you go to calderalabs.com and you learn more about their products, I'm telling you, you will thank me for it. And look, if you're young, you need to get ahead of the game so you avoid the wrinkles. If you're my age, you're just trying to hide a few. And if you're a little older, you're trying to hide a lot. And let me tell you, this will help. Make your skin feel great. Mine's never felt better, never looked better. And it's all thanks to Caldera Labs, the official skincare partner of the Radcast. Have you seen, have you, let's talk the good and the bad. Are there any negative side effects of microdosing that people should be aware of or have you, that you've seen, like, obviously, taking too much of mushrooms has the psychedelic effects and things that could be perceived as negative. Microdosing doesn't yep. put you in that state, but is there a negative to it? There is. There's like anything, there's like that negative shadow side essentially to it. And I think if we're speaking like therapeutic medical, I guess, topic, it would be more anyone that has like seizures or bipolar, what whether that runs in their family or you're currently experiencing that, Anything like heart failure related, it's not recommended to work with psychedelics because it's only going to activate and amplify that. I would say if we remove the mental health aspect and it's just everyday life, if you're working with whether you want to reference it as a substance or a medicine, that the medicine isn't grown in a way where it's trusted, that can offset the experience because there is like an energetic spiritual component to it. It's a very ancient practice grown from the earth. And so there's a lot of, not to get too, but it's, it, it matters. There's a lot of energy in that exchange and you can feel that I've felt it many times myself. I would also say if the dosage is too high, especially for a lot of people that are new to microdosing, they're trying to figure out, okay, you know, what dose feels good. A lot of people don't measure it. A lot of people would just rip off a part of a chocolate bar or a part of the actual mushroom, think that it's a small amount when in fact it's not. And then they're going on this journey and maybe they had work calls or they were out driving. Obviously that can impact you. And then I would say another thing, maybe just not really preparing what I touched on before, not feeling like really clear with the experience that can set you down a different path. Interesting. The, uh, when you're working with people, so we've talked about what microdosing is. How do you, what's your process when in guiding people in, in that journey? Yeah. So my process is to really help people lay the foundation of, okay, what are you desiring to receive out of this process? Why are you looking to microdose? Really getting intentional and really crafting the, the roadmap with your goals and the clarity of what you really want the outcome of this to be. So that's like the foundational piece. And then I will then segue into, depending on what 
that unique person is needing and wanting and desiring, what have you, craft a protocol around that and crafting a protocol around what days are going to be best for you to microdose that essentially leads to about two to three times a week. What's going to work with your schedule, helping them find the dosage. That's a huge component of a positive outcome. And then something that's really important too is as you start to microdose, a lot of people, I would say 90, 95%, you start to like access emotions that maybe were suppressed or unprocessed. And so essentially it's like, okay, what do I do with this information when it does start to come up? And I effectively will support people in processing that. Essentially that's through a lot of nervous system regulation. I have a trauma-informed background that can come into play. And just teaching people how to create more purpose and meaning through wellness modalities, rituals, things that are going to just really support them and feeling just good. So yeah. top to bottom, we, it's not just handing out or telling people what to take. It's, but I love the intentionality of, I'm a firm believer. If you don't, if you don't say where you're wanting to go, you never get there. Like the goals being intentional with what are you trying to accomplish with taking on this practice? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Timmy, how long do you, is your, like time spent with a client? So I work anywhere. Like average. Yeah, I would say the minimum is four weeks. And that's more so for someone who's like wanting to start to learn how to microdose, get the get their foundation set, and also like start to receive some good breakthroughs within a month period, essentially. And then they can always progress from there. And then I also work with people up to six months. Hmm. Nice. Do you work with people all over the country? Is this like telehealth yeah. or a video conference, uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. Is that, is that all just wherever? Yeah. So with microdosing, it's all virtual, which is nice. Yeah. So yeah, I've worked with people all over the States. I've worked with some people out of the country. They have access. So that's great. Yeah. What, what do you do when you're not uh, talking about microdosing? Like what are, like maybe some other aspects of your life that, that I don't know that you feel like it's overall impacted. Yeah. What are you doing when you're not microdosing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause you, that's all you're doing. You're either doing yeah. it for yourself oh, or I'm others. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I love to spend time with family, kind of the generic response, family, friends. I have a little multi-poo dog who I love to spend time with. I, I love to hike. I live by the ocean. So I'm always in the water at some point. I would say I love ice bathing. So we take like the, the wellness approach. I have a sauna and a ice bath in my backyard. And I like basically live and breathe in both of those throughout the day. Um, <laughs> they're amazing. Yep. And yeah, travel, I try to go to conferences. I'm really big on just always trying to like optimize my life, always trying to be better, always trying to grow while also just integrating all the things that I'm always leaning into and expanding into and really creating that space to not always just look for the next thing, but also, hey, how can I really enjoy what I've created, what I once wanted? It's here now. How can I really just appreciate what's here before looking for the next thing? So I would say it's a combination of the things that I do outside of my career. We had to put some humanity around you, Tiffany. We had to make sure people know it's just not (laughs) all plants all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Can you talk? I know you can't name names and we don't want you to name names, but you've been been doing this for uh, how long? 
About seven years. Yeah. Now. Seven years. So mm-hmm. talk about some of the just amazing impacts you like, again, I know you don't have to name names, but what are like some of the most traumatic things you've seen people correct or fix or come off of that mm-hmm. from working with you? It's a really powerful question. Yeah. I would say some of the big ones are people getting off their medication that I say that lightly. Of course, most people want to get off their medication and there's a specific approach to take with that. It's not like we're just going to microdose and within a few months, like my experience, you're going to be off your medication. It's, it's a lot more in depth than that, but I would say that's a huge one. And that's connected to so many things, right? It's like people, I would say like medication, not to get too deep into that, but it it really baselines your sensations and your feelings. And so all of a sudden, if you start to remove that and you have the support through microdosing that gets you more into your feeling sensation body, all of a sudden you start to feel things. And when you can start to process that, it's, that could be really expansive and healing for a lot of people that weren't in touch with their emotions or feelings before. That's huge. And so I would say, Leading into the to, to the next responses, a lot of a lot of healing with families I've seen. So like generational healing, and I know that's that can be woo woo as well. But I've seen a lot of like anger and resentment and judgment and jealousy and just really being stuck in rigid thinking. Where all of a sudden there just there's a lot of forgiveness that starts to come in. There's a lot of new conversations that are happening within mother daughter relationships. As you can imagine, that's really powerful. Another piece is, is there's a lot of people that are in the corporate world and they feel stuck. They feel unfulfilled, similar to what my experience was. And all of a sudden, there's this new perspective again around I actually have the confidence and I have the inspiration that I felt like I lost for so many years. I now feel really present to that. And they're reevaluating their life with just like really big decisions in their life. And all of these types of things really contribute to a healthier, more meaningful life. One more piece I would say is like health and wellness. Obviously, that's a big topic that we're talking about here. A lot of our like daily habits, rituals come from like deeply rooted patterns, whether they're healthy or they're not. And if we go down the path of maybe they came to microdosing and they were experiencing a lot of unhealthy patterns, all of a sudden now there's these new patterns that are coming in and through integration, they're able to really create healthier rituals and things like that throughout their day that if we take drinking, for example, just to get more specific, someone drinks a lot, they have social anxiety in a social, in a social setting. Maybe it's a part of their work that they do that two, three times a week, replacing microdosing with drinking. I've seen that happen with many clients to the point where a lot of people actually stop drinking. Hmm. So there's so many benefits with this when it's done really intentionally and really effectively. What's the uh, typical, like you said the three to four days, and for a certain, and you talked about like the time period, is it yeah. something that for somebody listening, that's again, like really, okay, I'm learning a lot. I'm hearing all this. Like I start microdosing. It's not psychedelic, but maybe walk through someone like what that feeling is going to be for when they're microdosing. What to expect. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if the dosage is good, if, if it's a d- good dosage, dosage for your body's response, again, it's not a one size fit all approach. Doesn't matter the weight, the size, the gender. It's really just 
how your body responds to it. If it's a good response, you should feel like more open, more present, maybe more aware, a slight increase in energy. It should feel good. Like you're just going to know I feel really good today. I feel like I'm having a really good day. If you hone in your attention on something specific, say you want to microdose to focus on a business proposal, you may be really productive within that two to three hour setting that you set aside to really specifically focus on that. That's all a really good response. I would also say with that, you won't find this in Google is, hey, I might feel more emotional. That's totally normal. That's actually a sign that this is working and you're going into processing some things that will help accelerate your healing or your journey or however you want to view it. That's not a bad thing. And then I would say on the opposite side, if the dosage is not a good dosage for you, I would say that you may have anxiety. You may feel like ungrounded. If you're going to work on that business proposal, maybe you actually can't focus in the ways that you thought you would be able to. I would say you might feel like a little uncomfortable in your body, but again, it will be very subtle and it wouldn't be anything to really be like alarmed of unless you took a really high amount. But yeah, I would say just do some breath work and ground your body and it should subside if that is your experience. Yeah. And it's interesting you brought up the very specific, like intentional, okay, you might leverage it for a very specific thing that you have to do like doing mm-hmm. the business proposal or whatever mm-hmm. versus that seems almost <clears throat> prescribed for certain occasions in a way. Yeah, because it's essentially what psilocybin is doing is it's allowing you to accelerate or hone in specifically on X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. And so for example, if you want to deepen your meditation practice, you're already meditating, but you desire to just go deeper because microdosing is going to allow you to feel more present with yourself and to have just like that slight increase of awareness. You're actually able to drop in quicker and deeper and more effectively. So that's why when you can really like hone in on specifics, you start to notice like, okay, when I'm microdosing and when I'm not microdosing and I hone in on this specific thing, I'm actually noticing this is getting accelerated. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Chris, have you, do you feel like you've experienced that in your usage? <clears throat> yeah, honestly, every, she put it perfectly, everything that was said, where I felt both those feelings where I've been like, this is right. This is good. I feel good today. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, and I know this from friends of mine too, where they might try something else and it's a little too strong and it's a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But I definitely noticed, literally, as you were just saying, actually honing in, I'm thinking, like, I got to do my taxes today. (laughs) You didn't do those yesterday. Out of all things. (laughs) I know, which, like, if there's anything I need a little kick in my ass for, it's, like, the expense reports. Nobody likes doing that shit. But, no, I've found, she nailed it. There's been so many benefits where, for me, the benefit I feel is I get these little glimpses of maybe a different thought process. Like we're like was mentioned, we're in these almost pre-programmed patterns that we operate in that might be very old programming. And now I feel like I have these little fleeting thoughts or downloads of maybe you could do this, or maybe this is bothering you because of this reason. Maybe this is bothering you because of my perception and I need to change my perception of something or how I'm going to 
for example, my taxes, I need to change the perception of this sucks <laughs> to some gratitude that I make a little bit of money and I actually need to file taxes. But even I look at myself, like I quit the nicotine vapes, I think three months ago now. And that was something that I was very intentional when I was microdosing. This is something I want to get rid of. And literally one day I just was like, all right, I'm done. And just stopped that day. And I know the microdosing helped with that. It just gives you a glimpse into a different way of thinking. And then I think it gives you the ability to say, you know what? Maybe I'll run with that. Maybe I'll try this instead. And it, it gives me that little nudge in the right direction to get me the momentum to make lasting changes or new connections or whatever. I can't speak high enough on it, on the benefits of it. And you know that I tell you all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. I, I absolutely. I, I think it's going to be one of the most profound things yeah. we can do in medical, like in our generation, as far as like is mental health. Mm-hmm. I love everything that you just shared. And to even just piggyback off that, it's the fact that we now have a, an alternative holistic approach to medication essentially is huge to mental health and beyond. Yeah. yeah. To that end, as we close out, talk about what are you seeing in the industry, in the business side, the drug development opportunities and a California got a little bit of the blow with the veto on psychedelics, but I know that was, uh, that was really unexpected. That was unexpected for me. I didn't know he, where he stood on all that, but I don't know the rationale. I'm sure he had it behind it, but with or without that portion of it, what are you seeing as far as the industry goes with everything around this? I think like policy is huge. That's something that especially now as Californians are going to continue to fight for. But there's always going to be an underground approach that's going to maintain, obviously. And then in terms of just like the drug development with psychedelic companies, biotech companies, pharmaceutical companies, they're they're continuing as is. And so what's present is the amount of research, the amount of data, the amount of clinical trials that we even just hone in specifically on psilocybin, the clinical trials that mental health related are currently in progress is huge. We're talking things, depression, anxiety, stress, migraines, eating disorders, the research and everyone's hands all over it. And I think that's going to progress in a way where it's a rat race. There's a lot of companies with their hands in the pot and some companies are stage two, stage three clinical trials, which is amazing. Um, And it's all kind of maintaining and sitting on where are things going legally. And so it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I, but it's disappointing to see obviously what recently happening recently happened with California. Um, But there also is so much hope and and positivity for all the legalizations that have happened even just this year. And that continues to just grow. And I think California will eventually arrive there And it's like, we look at the first state that was legalized, we look at Oregon and the model that they have in place right now. Yes, there's a lot of positive in that. And it's a very monetized model, therapeutic model, where a lot of people still don't have access with that model. So there's a lot of change and improvement that needs to happen. And so I think that this decision, and if we take California, only buys more time to continue to research, study on what that would look like if and when it does become legal here. Yeah. 
it's the wild west a little bit right now in all this stuff. I think the social sphere is changing quickly in their, the people that you would never expect are using, experimenting and doing these things. The, Mm -hmm. Government's trying to get their hands around it for how to make as much tax money or, or, or whatever. I don't know. It's it, the guise of like our public health and there's too much evidence coming out of the benefits. So they can't really wear wave that wand anymore. And so it's going to be fascinating <laughs> watching where all these planes land. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And at the end of the day, big, big pharma has their hands all over it. They want to treat it like the same medical model, pharmaceutical framework. And it's, I'm sure that there's a model in which where that will exist. And I also think there's this whole other side that also will exist. Yep. Mm -hmm. Tiffany, where can everybody learn about everything that you've got going on and if they might be interested in working with you or learning more? Yes. So my social platforms, Instagram at I am Tiffany Hurd, and then also my website, TiffanyHurd.com are the two main areas that you can find me. You heard it here. Heard. You heard that. I had to get in something. (laughs) I played played basketball in college and that was always a joke that they would say, you heard me. (laughs) (laughs) Heard. Yeah, there it is. That's H-U-R-D. Everyone, Tiffany heard. We really appreciate you coming on, Tiffany. We look forward to following your journey and and staying in touch and seeing how we can help one another. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I, I love this conversation and appreciate just being here and sharing with your audience. So thanks. Great. Hey guys, you're to find us, the vacaypodcast.com. You can find all the episodes and the highlight clips from today's episode with Tiffany. We'll also have all of her info in the show notes. And also you can go to takeavacay.com, V-A-Y-C-A-Y, the only way to vacay. Premium plant-based products delivered right to your door. For Chris Hansen in Miami, I'm Ryan Alford. We'll see you next time on the Vacay Podcast. Mm-hmm.